Hello, I'm Jim, and welcome to another episode of VoiceWorks Sound Business, a podcast all about sound, audio, podcasting, radio, audio branding, and everything in between. For the last few years, there has been plenty of debate around the pros and cons of creating a video version of your podcast. Is it worth the effort? Is it possible to make content that works across two mediums, video and audio, perfectly well? Will one audience ultimately just eat the other? With the launch in the US of YouTube podcasts and the promise of more video integration into podcasting apps like Anchor, that noise is only getting louder. And there is still no clear answer for those pondering taking the plunge into video. On today's sound business, I'm hoping to add a little bit of clarity to that situation and help you make the decision as to whether video is a worthwhile investment for your podcast. To do that and to arm us with the information we need, I'm speaking to podcast strategist and host of Podcast Pontifications, a show available in both video and audio formats, Evo Terra, who is going to offer his views on why you should or shouldn't make a video podcast. Welcome, Evo. Where are you and how are you? Jim, I am in Phoenix, Arizona, and I am doing just fine. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for coming. It's a sticky issue we're discussing today. The decision as to whether you should delve into video alongside your podcast. There tends to be two camps of people on this one. There's the audio purists who, I must admit, I am of that ilk, who say podcasting's for your ears, not your eyes. And there's those who almost see the audio side of podcasting as secondary to the video experience. Mm. There's a real divide there. Which camp do you fall into at the moment? Well, it's it's a spectrum like most things. You know, those, those camps all have edges. <laughs> sometimes they get together and sometimes they are a little less together. And I'll be honest, my opinion on this question, what do I think we should do as podcast with the video, has changed over the years. Heck, I was thinking about this before we got on. It's changed in the last few months, to be, to be really <laughs> honest with you. I mean, if we go back to the beginning of podcasting, back in 2004 or so, didn't take long before, in fact, as soon as iTunes 4.7, I think it was 4.7, 4.9, one of those two, when, when it actually had podcasts in it, there were video podcasts. You can certainly send a video file down, and your iPhone today, just like the iPods back then, uh, will still display a video. And in fact, there used to be a lot, but now there's not. Now there are, are a lot less, so that, that kind of changed for a variety of reasons. But let's fast forward to where we are today. You know, it's 2022. We're headed towards 2023. What's going to happen? And I, my opinion is that if you can do video, there's probably no hurt in doing mm-hmm. video. But if it is arduous for whatever reason and it makes no sense at all, then it's not something you have to do. So it's a wishy-washy answer, but it's where I live today. Let me kind of give some backup to my reasoning behind why I've mainly stayed away from video in my podcasting history and I guess this goes back to beginnings of my career being radio and the way I see video and audio as fundamentally different mediums and different Mm. mediums that require a different type of content creation so for me I see that video does become a distraction it's very difficult to make content that suits both mediums perfectly so there has to be a payoff somewhere Do you think it is possible to service both forms of the medium perfectly? Very hard. 
and, and almost impossible to do well. As you said, there's a, there's a trade-off. If you make great video, great video means lots of different cuts and angles and various things. Mm. Uh, if you make a great audio, you can't be pointing at a chart or referencing some <laughs> image that's on a screen. It's, it's just a lot different. But you mentioned the your start on radio. I, I started out audio production that became radio, that became podcasting again as my career. And I would say that the, there's a difference in radio and podcasting. And I know those are fighting words for, for long-time radio people. But, you know, the radio medium was designed for listen when you turn on the radio and it wasn't really pre-recorded and you couldn't go back up and, and listen again. Well, you can now in podcasting. So even the audio medium has, has changed a bit with podcasting. I don't see why it shouldn't change the video medium as well. Do you think the recent trend towards video is led by tech or consumer behavior is it that people actually want to see video accompaniments to their favorite podcasts or even expect video accompaniments to their favorite podcasts or is it driven by the likes of youtube launching a podcast browser we've seen that very recently or someone like anchor for example driving the idea of video podcasts I think it's a mixed bag, but I think most of it comes from consumers, not necessarily podcast consumers, but from video consumers, from the from the generation of people who grew up with YouTube, even though podcasting predates YouTube. YouTube was a very different medium. So, and I think the, the consumers of YouTube are wondering why they're not seeing more visuals. And also couple that in with the fact that the creators, like myself, have been putting their content both on YouTube and on just a podcast and a radio or RSS feed and audio only. And there's now that overlap. And plus, we keep seeing these reports that come out that say when you ask people what are the, all of the sources they use to consume podcasts, it's weird, but YouTube always ranks mm. number one. It's not, it's not the most popular, but it's the one that the most people say, yeah, that's part of my diet as well. And now that the technology is, makes it much easier to make things into a video, whether it's a boring audiogram or you can now create some really cool work of video that doesn't require extreme knowledge in video editing suites, I think we'll see more people doing it. Is this all about discoverability then? Be it from a creating clips that you can use on social media that are more engaging than, as you put it, boring audiograms, or is it, yeah. an, or, or even like that new generation of podcasts? Because we know that younger generations are more familiar with seeing video content on social yeah. media and it's the younger generations that we're now seeing coming into podcasting and replacing the guys that have been listening to stuff for the last 10 years is that what it's about is it about trying to capture the attention of those new audiences i think it's about trying to produce content natively in a format that the new audience wants i don't think discoverability is solved with video mm. i don't think that short video clips solve the discoverability problem. I, nor do I think that just uploading a your hour-long conversation to talking heads using a system is also going to solve your discoverability problem. It might influence how people can discover your show, and a lot of people do discover shows with video, but I don't think it's it. I, I really think it comes to how do people want to consume content in this world of not just YouTube, but also TikTok. What are they looking for? How are those mediums changing and evolving? And I think a lot of podcasters, or at least many podcasters, are looking at that saying, can I, with the tools I have at my disposal today, which many I didn't have yesterday, can I fulfill something that works for me and for my audience in that medium as well? You mentioned that you use video and you put your content out in both a video format yeah. and an audio format. I think one of the concerns that people have before taking this plunge is that one audience will eat another. 
And if they、mm. are trying to, for example, secure a sponsorship on one platform, it becomes quite difficult to kind of combine those two audiences together in one big number. Do you see that, or is it kind of like horses for courses that you're picking up audience that you wouldn't get elsewhere? Yeah, I really haven't seen a lot of cannibalism. Between the two mediums, I think there are people who prefer things, and I'm one of them, like you, that prefers things in an audio medium that I can take with me and go anywhere and wash the dishes, drive around,、uh, tour,、uh, sitting on a train for three hours between Dublin and Cork, by way of example that I just did a few weeks ago. <laughs>、um, but then I think there are also people who inherently want the video experience, and, and I've seen that happen a lot in the podcasting space. You know, podcasters. I'm, I'm amazed at the number of podcasters who are making audio shows who. Still like to consume a lot of content through YouTube. I think the big challenge we're going to face is how do we serve the person who wants to do both? How do we make it so that you can seamlessly switch from listening to an episode when you're in the car to watching the episode so you can see all the visuals when you get home? That doesn't、mm. really exist today. That's an interesting problem to solve. It sounds like you're pretty positive about the whole video experience when it comes to podcasting, or at least at the moment, it sounds like that might flip flop occasionally <laughs> from one side to another. If I'm going to make that jump, what are the questions I should be asking before making that call, before going into video? What do I need to consider? I would consider how deeply you really want to go, because it can be. An expensive proposition. I was counseling a client of mine just about six months ago. They said we want to do video, and it's a two-person show, but they also have a guest that's calling in, and usually calling in from a telephone, and you know, very much like the radio experience that you're used to, two people in a studio、uh, with a call-in guest, and they wanted to use video. And my only question to them was, so how do you plan on pulling that off? <laughs> what what is your solution to that? Because I don't have one at the ready. You know, we we can use remote recording tools like Riverside, which captures video, but that doesn't work when there are two people in one location together calling into a third person. So there is a bit of a challenge. So think through the technical challenges. You know, how will you actually do this? Number one, and the second one is think about your audience. What do they want from you? And is there really a need to make? Video. My show, for example, I do a show called Podcast Pontifications. It's only ever no long. It's never longer than ten minutes long, and it's just me giving you my thoughts and opinions about one aspect of technology or one aspect of podcasting and how we can make podcasting better. For me, it's easy to put that in video. I just turn the video camera on and I record myself, and I edit because of tools like Descript. I can now edit the audio and I can edit the video in the exact same file and format, and it really doesn't take me any more time to do that. But that's very different than an interview show like this, where you don't want、mm -hmm. two people's talking heads side by side, or your audience doesn't want that. They're going to want to see something more, and that's just extra effort. So before you go too deep, make sure it's something that your audience actually wants you to do, and that you can actually pull off. How do you do that then? Is there any magic trick where you can go? I'm going to make because most podcasts are in general two people talking in an interview format, and not everyone's got a Joe Rogan esque、right. setup that they can make it look beautiful. It is an interview done on Riverside, or if you're lucky, it's、yeah. an interview done around a kitchen table. How do you make、yeah. that visually interesting? Well, I tell you, it used to be very hard.、Uh, it used to be you required someone who knows how to use a tool like Final Cut Pro or some other sort of video software, and would literally spend hours, usually three to five times. Times more hours than it takes to edit the audio to figure out which of the videos should be in the frame right now. It was always a big pain to do that, and if you're again, if you've got Joe Rogan money, sure you can afford to do that.、Mm. But that has changed recently. Descript. Uh, to what I mentioned previously, they've now got a very slick little tool that totally changes the paradigm of how we edit 
video and you can edit video the way you're editing audio in Descript, which is itself is a game changer, which really drops down the amount of time, energy and effort it takes. So really it all comes down to technology. You got to pick the right tool for the job to make it easy for you or easier for you. But also podcaster, it means this, you're going to have to learn a new skill. Sorry, but mm. you're going to have to do it to, to make a video work for you or you pay someone to do it. I guess a part of it's kind of shedding your preconceptions, isn't it? And getting rid of what you're used to. Because again, going back to my personal experience, I edit audio in a very different way to I would if I was on, I've heard a lot about Descript, I never used it, but mm -hmm. the way I'd edit audio would be different to the way I'd edit video would be different to the way I'd yeah. edit text. So it's kind yeah. of almost relearning your skills, I guess, to a certain extent. Oh, it is. I mean, like like you. I mean, you and I probably edit audio in a very similar way because we've been at this for a long time. Mm. You know, we're no longer, but, but we had to learn new skills anyhow. I, I learned to edit audio when I was literally cutting tape, yep. quarter inch <laughs> magnetic tape, right? <laughs> and the first time I saw a DAW, it was like, well, that's easy. Why yeah. Why didn't I have this back in 1986? Um, <laughs> so yeah, we're, but we're always learning new skills and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, I, I mentioned Descript. It's, it's a lovely tool. I'm still faster using Hindenburg Journalist than I am using Descript because I've used it for so long mm. and I'm very fast at doing it. But there are some additional tools that I that I really can't do with an audio editing only tool that I can with some of these new, more full service suites like Descript. One final thought from you. I'd like to talk to you briefly about YouTube podcasts that I know is launched mm. in the US. We've not got it here in the UK yet, so we haven't had a good play. But I think one of the arguments that goes into the reason to create video of your podcast is YouTube and it being this hugely powerful search engine. My counter argument to that is that you've got 800 million videos on YouTube compared to the 850,000 active podcasts that you have available. <laughs> so it's, it's a bigger pool. There's more fish in it. So it doesn't necessarily make it easier to discover your show. But mm. is YouTube, do you think, going to change the video podcasting space? Do you think it could make a dramatic difference in terms of discoverability for shows? Could it? Yes. Will it? Eh. It hasn't yet. <laughs> I mean, part of the reason I go back and forth on you on video is because of YouTube slash Google and their unfulfilled promises uh, in the podcasting space. And I got to tell you, this new YouTube podcast page they have out right now, it's pretty uninspiring. I'm sure if you're a YouTube mm. person, you love it because you can now quickly get all your podcasts, uh, the videos that you watch from podcasts in one spot. And it's, it's got an idea where that you know, curates that particular content, much like the homepage of YouTube. And that's lovely. That's wonderful. But that's it. I mean, we can kind of do that right now. Most of the podcasters I know who put stuff up on YouTube, we're already doing playlists. We already have our own pages that are confirmed uh, and, and, and verified by us. We can send people to them. It's not that big of a deal because you still... What we're hoping from YouTube, and they still haven't done it, is we're hoping that they can actually find a way to use their platform to distribute content from podcasters without having to do it again in video. We were all mm -hmm. hopeful, not, I shouldn't say all, but many of us were hopeful that there was a way to upload an audio file and then maybe grab some images and assemble them together in a quasi-enhanced podcasting mode, if you want to go back to 2005 for a moment, or some other way to get audio-only content up there. And that was kind of what we were, I don't know if we were promised, or we were all hopeful that was going to happen, but it's still very much video forward, so we still have to do all the video work. And as you said, is it really that different than the other 85 million pieces of content that are uploaded every second to YouTube. I'm, mm. I'm not so sure that it is. 
Oh, said that was one final question, but you've just reminded me of something else that I thought <laughs> no I'd pick worries. your brains on. Just to run past you before we go, what about that halfway house that seems to be a suggestion or an option that some people go for where they take the audio for their podcast and they do kind of an extended audiogram with one or two static images that appears on YouTube as a platform. And essentially, it's still an audio podcast, but it's just repurposed yeah. for a different platform. I've never seen, I don't think, any stats or figures on one of those podcasts that suggest that is a worthwhile thing to do. Have you seen different? Would you suggest it's worth taking that extra effort to go for that step? Well, hopefully it's not much extra effort at all. I mean, the idea behind that, and it's something that Libsyn, the podcast hosting company, pioneered from, not necessarily from the beginning, but pretty close to the beginning, where they would do that for you. They would build, and I think it's an MP4 file out of your MP3 file and the the artwork you uploaded. And, And that really takes no extra effort. I mean, it takes a little bit of extra effort, perhaps, if you want to design a special cover for it, but that's really it. And they'll generate it and upload it for you automatically. Uh, but to answer your question specifically about does that have a big impact, no, it doesn't. And in fact, that's the reality that I think a lot of podcasters need to understand is I'm going to make a blanket statement, which may or may not be mm. true, but I think for most people it will be. You are going to be disappointed when you look at the view count of your videos, especially if you have a, a, an already established audio audience. You know, There's no point in trying to push those people to your video because they're not going to get anything more out of it. It really is an idea of reaching a new people who don't, who don't like listening through a podcast listening app. But still, you're going to be disappointed by your numbers. It's not huge. Every, every single podcast that I've looked at that has made the big shift to video, they may get hundreds or they maybe get a thousand views on a video. And, and that's a misleading number because there's something I call the, uh, the 90-10 rule of video podcasts. And that is 90% of the people, 90% of the views you're seeing will have stopped listening before the first 10% of the episode is done. They're just done. If you look at the retention chart of a video that was originally a podcast made into a video, the retention is horrible on mm. almost all of them. And that stands why in stark do, why contrast. Why do you think that is? Sorry to interrupt, but why do you think that is? Is it to do with, no. because I mean, podcasting and audio has this brilliant level of engagement that video yeah. just doesn't have. Is it because you're losing the intimacy when you flip it onto video? Because logic suggests the same content should command the same level of attention for the same period of time. Yes, you're right. Logic would dictate that. I think the answer is not about engagement. I think the answer is most of the views aren't real views. I think right. it is a situation people are surfing by. And go, oh, that looks interesting. They click something and they listen to it and they go, but I don't see anything happening. Or they're just, it's, I mean, I, I, we saw this a lot when we with audiograms that were being placed up on Facebook. The vast majority of those are watched without the sound on which kind of defeats the purpose (laughs) (laughs) unless you've got transcriptions running underneath it. And still, that's also not the same experience. So I think there are a lot of false positives. And again, they're disappointing numbers, those false positives. So don't get your hopes up. It's not there yet. Will it be there in the future? I don't know. It seems like the jury is still out slightly. It feels like video might be an inevitability, particularly if you want to give your product or your podcast the best start, but it is still a case of weighing up the pros and cons and seeing if it's right for you at this stage in your journey. But Evo, thank you very much for talking to me about video podcasts. Really appreciate it. Where can people find podcast pontifications and your other blogs and work? Podcast pontifications is at podcastpontifications.com. Very hard word to spell. Do not name your (laughs) podcast pontifications, a word that no one ever uses uh yeah podcastpontifications.com and um i'm most active on the in the social media sphere around twitter where i'm simply at evo Terra. evo thanks for your time thanks jim have a lovely day 
All the links to Evo's work that he mentioned there are available in the podcast description. Just head below, click the links and check out Evo's thoughts on a whole variety of podcasting, well, pontifications. That's it for today's sound business. Please make sure you have subscribed to this podcast or followed in your podcasting app and you will get a notification when the next episode is ready. It will be up in about a fortnight's time. And do check back over the previous episodes and see if there's anything you missed. As always, the VoiceWorks team is on hand to talk audio strategy and podcasts with you and you can find us via the website voiceworks.ai. Voiceworks.